God prompted this very early this morning, and I saw it, and uh, I'm not sure all that he wants to accomplish by changing this, but I certainly want it to be obedient. I want to begin this morning by looking at two stories from the Gospels. So if you want to go with me to the first one, to John chapter 5, we're going to jump right into this. Two very, very familiar stories, ones that you have been taught from Sunday school and vacation Bible school. But I just want to draw one point out of these that is what God has really pressed on my heart this morning. So the first story begins in John chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. Again, we know this story very well. But I want to tell you that this man, his problem was not what we would say. I want to look next at this second story, and then, and then I'll point out the difference. The second story, if you would, just go with me to Matthew chapter 9. I'll begin reading with verse 20, Matthew 9, 20. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch this garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole and the woman was made whole from that very hour. Here's the question, going back to the man's situation. I would announce to you very specifically that this man was not hampered by his impotence. We could list all the issues. We could list every fact about his story. We could recall the entire 38 years and we could talk about all the things that had happened in that 38 years. But I want to tell you, this man was not hampered or hindered as much by his impotence as he was at the story he was telling. What happened when Jesus said, Do you want to be made whole? Why didn't he say yes? Why didn't he say immediately? Why didn't he respond and say absolutely, unconditionally, certainly, if you, you know, if this is possible, this is what I want. But listen to what he offered. The impotent man answered him saying, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus then answered him. What was standing in this man's way? His problem or his story? Well, I would submit to you that this man had probably told that same story over and over and over to anybody that he had looked at trying to find some help to somebody that would get him down in the pool. I imagine that he has told this story a dozen times, two dozen times, hundreds of times over the course of 38 years when he was, when somebody's standing there saying, I have nobody to help me. 
Well, I don't know about the story, but I know in 38 years, I think I could have rolled closer. I don't know. Something. But this man was hindered by his story. What is amazingly missing from the story of the woman with the issue of blood? There was no story. There was nothing. So what's the remarkable difference? The great difference found within Matthew chapter 9, we find in verse 21, it says, For she said within herself. What happened in that moment for this woman? She changed her story. What had her story been? Her story had been, and you can read this in Luke, and you can read it in Mark, because there's a great deal of detail given about this story. That this woman had had, had this issue this, for 12 years. This woman had spent all of her money. She had been to every doctor. Her friends had abandoned her. That was her story. But what happened in this moment? Why didn't she come to Jesus and say, listen to the difficulty of my story. Listen to all that has happened to me. I've been 12 years. I've run out of money. I've run out of doctors. I've run out of hope. Why didn't she come to Jesus with that story? Because when she said within herself, she had a conversation with herself. And in that moment, she came up with a new story. And I want to tell you this morning. She had run out of money. That was the truth. She had run out of time. That was the truth. She had run out of doctors and that they couldn't help. That was the truth. She had run out of friends. That was the truth. Her religion hadn't helped her any. And that was the truth. All of that story was true. But I want to tell you, sitting in a congregation of this size, I am certain that there are many sitting in here who have told your story dozens and dozens and dozens of times And your actions and your faith are determined by the size of that story. And God is telling you this morning, look within yourself and find a new story. Don't have it any harder than this woman. Your issues are not any bigger. The challenge is not any more difficult than she had. This was a broken woman, but she doesn't offer any of that to Jesus because she had found within herself a brand new story. Her truth now, the story now in her head was, if I can but touch the hem of that garment, I will be healed. That was her story. That was what happened when she looked within herself. The old excuse and the old explanation for why her life was like it is suddenly went away because when she looked within herself, she found a new story. And her new story was, if I can get to him, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, And I want to tell you, her actions tell us that she had found a new story. So what story are you telling that's holding you back? What story have you been telling for years to explain why things are the way that they are? Some old situation, some old relationship, some old event, and you've told it and told it and told it. I was thinking about this message this morning after God had completed it and And I was getting ready inside myself to preach it. I went back to a situation. I was sitting in Mr. Motherwell's office. And we were visiting about something. And I was explaining something about my life. Something that I would share pretty routinely in a testimony. He stopped me and he said, I need to tell you something. He said, I think you enjoy that story a little bit too much. And boy, the conviction hit me. That I had told this story. I had wore this story out trying to explain something particular about my own life and I'm not going to tell you what it is because from that day to now I've never told it again I won't tell it again because I'm tired of that old story too 
I don't want to explain anything of my life from an old story. That's what this man at the well was doing. The story was running like a broken record. And I want to tell you, God has heard it from you many, many times. You can describe it because of the, the relationship that you have or the relationships that you don't have. You can describe it in the work situation that you have and how good it's been or how bad it's been. You can describe it in terms of one situation or the other. I want to tell you, it's just a story. What story now seems to be more true for her than the possibility or the reality that God can change that truth? God can change that story and he can give her a new one. When the word that when it says she said within herself, that word when you look it up is like the word lego. It's probably not pronounced that word. It's L-E-G-O in Greek. And it means to affirm over, to do something that you're stating something. And it has the indication within it that it's something that you say over and over and over over yourself. Because what happened in that moment when she said within herself, she was affirming within herself that there was a new story that could absolutely replace the old one. And I want to tell you for many of us sitting in here, there needs to be a new story to replace that old one. God's heard it. Your friends have heard it. Everyone's heard it. We understand. It's all the truth. We're not even believing that it's not. But you can look back at any length of past that you want to look at. You can look at any situation or any story to explain your current situation. But I want to tell you, it's time to find a new story. That old one's broken. True, but it's broken. So she was affirming over herself. I wonder how many times she had to say it to herself. I wonder how many times she had to say it before she could believe it and replace the old story that was hopeless with a story filled with hope. I wonder how many times a day she had to say, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just get to him and touch the hem of his garment. When she saw him, there he is, if I can just get to him and touch the hem of his garment. I wonder how many times she had to say it so that the new story would replace the old one. God has for you a new story. He had one for me. He has one for you. Again, you can explain addictions, you can explain struggles, you can explain a lot of things by saying, this is what's happened to me, this is my story, this is my situation. And God's saying, I understand, I hear it, and it's all true, and I know it, and I love you. But I've come to sing over you a new song, to give you a new story. Because I want you to have a story built within you, like this woman that would say, that would replace it and say, my answer is in him. My faith is in him. My joy is in him. And I want to conclude this morning. And please don't misunderstand. When I say I want to conclude this morning, don't misunderstand that I'm nearly done. I don't want you confused. I don't want you disappointed in, in a minute when it's not over. And you say, well, I thought he said he was going to conclude. No, it's just my way of saying I'm moving on to something else. Okay. So I want to conclude this morning by going to Ephesians chapter 1. Paul was speaking in great earnest to this church. That he had given birth to a few years earlier. He's now writing to them from his heart and largely to encourage them. And he had one great desire that he expresses. It's found in verses 15 through 23. But I'm going to begin reading this morning in verse 17. Paul says in earlier in 6, he said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So this is what he's been praying for them. Verse 17 been praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom 
and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I'm going to stop right there. Because did you hear it? Did you hear the same message? Did you hear it in verse 18 when it says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened? He's saying to the church at Ephesus that you may have trouble that will shake your faith. You may have infighting and wolves that come in among you. He's saying that you may have division that hinders your fellowship. He's saying that all of that can become your story. At the church at Ephesus, you can describe your situation by the people who came in and and caused division. You can tell a story about all those wolves who came in to disrupt. You can talk about all of the difficulties that anybody could face that would shake your faith. And he's saying to them, that can become your story. Because he had been given birth to this church, and now he was coming to them to encourage them. He was coming to them to stabilize them, to recognize that as, as an infant church, they hadn't arrived yet. But he says, it will not be so. You won't fall into that old story if you'll let your eyes be enlightened, if you'll let your understanding be enlightened. I heard T.D. Jake say one time, pastor of, of the potter's house, on this word understanding, he said, it is the truth that you're standing under. Think about this. It's the truth that you're standing under. Well, what if that truth that you're standing under is blind? What if that truth you're standing under is broken? What is God encouraging in this moment? He says, I want for your eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Well, this I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you that if the truth that you're standing under originated within you, it's blind. I can tell you that if the truth you're standing under has been told over and over to justify your situation, it's blind. I can guarantee you that if the truth you're standing under is the one you've told others and now has to be defended because you've told it over and over, that truth is blind. How do I know this? Because John chapter 14, other places in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, tells us very certainly The Bible's very clear that if I want to know anything that is true, it has to originate in the Holy Spirit. If I want to know the truth about my situation, I won't find it in the history of telling an old story. If I want to know the truth about my situation, I'm going to have to receive it from the Holy Spirit if the Bible is true. If what Jesus told them was true, that he said, I'm going away, but I'm sending somebody. I'm sending you the Holy Ghost, and he will lead you into... All truth. If I want to know the truth of my situation, like the woman discovered, the truth wasn't that she was hopeless. The truth wasn't that she was broken. The truth wasn't that she had run out of money. The truth was not all those situations, even though the facts were right. The truth was that there was somebody, if she could just touch the hem of his garment, and I want to tell you, that truth had to come to her by the Holy Spirit. She did not discover that by reviewing her story. She came to that because she was willing to look within herself, say to herself a truth that would come from God, and her story changed. And I will promise you that when you let go of the old story, and you receive truth about your situation that originates from the Holy Spirit, your story, your situation will change. And I don't back up from the certainty of it. 
We watch Jesus demonstrate great power as he set blind men free so that they could see outward. What Paul is doing in this situation is that he was praying that we would be healed from our internal blindness and see inwardly the truth of God that he's telling us about us. We talked about it last week. What did the woman at the well need? Her sin wasn't being dealt with. What did Jesus know that was going to keep her from drinking that water? It was how many times by men she had been rejected. He was dealing with the rejection, not the sin. He knew what it would take for her to overcome that so that she could drink of the water that he was offering. What had to have happened for her to go back to that village and say, come and see, come and meet this man who could tell me everything that I've ever done. What had to happen? She had to have a change within her so that her old story was not, I had five husbands and the one I'm with now is not my husband. That story had to be erased and Jesus did it. Because when she went down back to that village to tell that story, I can tell you with certainty, absolute certainty. That she didn't feel about herself the way that she did when she entered in to that conversation with Jesus. He said this, and he said it very simply. If you will receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Listen to this. This is the scripture back in Ephesians chapter 1. He says, if you will receive, God's going to offer it. It doesn't mean that you're going to take it. As a believer, God's going to offer to you. Again, he's not a magician. He's a heavenly father who gives amazing gifts to his children, but those gifts have to be received. You can hold up your hands and say, no, I'm sticking with my old story. It's played well for a long time. It may sound like a scratched and broken record, but I know the details of it well. I'm going to play it and play it and play it and justify my story by the brokenness of that old story. I'm going to keep playing it. Or you can do what he's asking here. You can receive something different. If you will receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and I love to just stop and preach there. If you'll receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that God, the father of glory, wants to give us, then the eyes of your understanding will be opened. The eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. What does that mean? It means I will see what God sees. It means I will understand what God is trying to show me about my own story. I could tell you a thousand times about the difficulties of my childhood. I could tell you a thousand times. And the only part that's valuable to tell. Some of it's kind of funny. That's worth telling. Some of it is worth telling because it tells of the change that God has created. It's part of the testimony. But I could tell you and give you a lot of reasons back there. I can tell you I never had birthday parties. I can tell you that I never had friends over. I can tell you the whole thing. But that's not my story. That stuff back there has absolutely no ability unless I let it to shape what's going to happen in front of me. He died so that I don't have to be encumbered by that stuff anymore that's sitting there behind me. I want a new story. And I want it to be one that he has given me. I want the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened. I want to stand under a truth that originated from the heart of God. I want him to tell me about me. I want him to tell me the story that's yet to come. I want him to prophesy over me the reality of my own story. Because I want to believe something out here in front of me that was established by him and not held captive by the stuff that's behind me. And I hope you do too. 
I hope that you expect more in the future. Something out in front of you than the stuff that has held you back from your past. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. So that we can then, listen to this. This is what's possible if we'll just let our eyes be enlightened. So that we can look inwardly to the blindness about ourselves. And actually see ourselves the way that God sees us. And find something so powerfully liberating that this is what will occur. If we can do that. If we will receive that spirit of wisdom. If we'll let our eyes or our understanding to be enlightened, we can then do this. We can know the hope of his calling. And we can know what are the riches of the glory of, his in, of the inheritance in the saints. We can know those things. In verse 19, and we can know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. I want to tell you, There is no limit to what's before us if we're willing to let go of the old story that we've been dragging. God knows your story. God knows your plot. God knows the places of your heart that are broken. He also said, I came with all power, all authority. I came with all love and kindness to reestablish your story. I have a lot of people come through my office. I love every moment. I can honestly say over nine plus years now, There's never been a moment when somebody walked into the doors of my office that I was not blessed. Every time. Because God was working something. God was moving something. God was stirring something in them. Every time somebody comes in, it's hope for me. Joy for me. Because they're going to tell me a story of something broken. And I'm going to tell them about a cross who rewrites the story. I typically tell people I can't change your story, but I can reframe. I can rebind your story. I can reframe your picture with the truth that God and only God can tell. I love watching it. I see it sitting here in front of me. You know, Melissa shared a couple of Easter's ago. She told her old story and she stood here in this place and told of the moment when God established a new story in her. This is what we're watching. We're watching the new story. Her mom, new story. Each of you, a new story. God simply saying, when he asks you, do you want to be made whole? Do you want the brokenness gone? Do you want the old struggle, the old story to be gone? When he says, do you want to be made whole? Don't give him the old story. Don't say, yeah, God, but do you remember how bad it's been? Do you remember how sick I was? Do you remember how brokenhearted I was? When he left or she left, do you remember God? I can tell you he'll, he'll listen, hoping one day that you'll look within yourself and believe that he's trying to give you a new story. When he says, do you want to be whole? What's our answer? Yes. Yes. I don't want to tell it anymore. I don't want to drag it anymore. Isaiah 61 tells us, what did he come to do? Open prison doors. Cut away these chains that we've been dragging. So we don't have to live that way anymore. I don't think there's a greater gift that could be offered to anyone this morning than God saying, do you want to be whole? Can you set aside the story? Do you want to be whole?
And I pray that the answer is yes. I'm going to pray, and in that prayer, I'm going to ask you this. It's very simple. Sing this morning from a new story. Sing from a new joy. Sing from a new peace. Sing from a new excitement, a new readiness before God. Sing from a new place this morning, recognizing that the old story needs to be gone. And God is offering you this morning what he offered this man. Do you want to be whole? Is there anything that you need to come to this altar and lay down and leave it right here so that you can go back and be whole? Well, I would encourage you this morning. With all my heart, I would encourage you to answer that question. Yes, I want to be whole. I don't want to use that story anymore. I don't want to tell it anymore. If I want to tell it, I want to tell it so that I can tell you what God has done. So that I can tell you the new story that replaced the old one. I'm not poor anymore. I'm wise. I'm not broken. I'm whole. I'm not afraid. Fearless before God. I want us to have a new story. I want you to have a new story. Get rid of the old one. Lord, we thank you this morning that we can come and and just say before you, Lord, this morning that we want a new story. I want to be found where the woman with the problem was found. She didn't come to, to you and tell you all. She came with one new story, and that is if I can just get to him, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, my life will be changed forever. She could not have done that, dragging the old story. It would have caused her too much frustration, too much heartache, too much brokenness. To have reviewed the old story, she wouldn't have come. The fear, the hopelessness would have made her turn away. But she had a new one, found within herself, delivered by the Holy Spirit, that if I can just get to Him, my story will be changed. And we see the fruit of it in her, in so many here in front of us today. Lord, if there's anyone here who wants a new story, Let them come to this altar. Let them come to me. Let them turn to a friend next to them and just say, I want a new story. Thank you, Lord, for this moment. Thank you for what you're doing. Whether we ever see it completely or not, we thank you for your moving among hearts today. We thank you in Jesus' name.